You're listening to the Spirit Hunters on the Greenlit Podcast Network. Osu, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 25 of the Spirit Hunters. This is Hannah, Joe, Patrick, and Sarah. So last time, Hisoka beat Castro, proving that he is both bad and bubblicious. Meanwhile, Kiloa told Gon that they need to learn to step it up and learn all things Nen. This time, Gon and Kiloa are back at it again, ready to learn some Nen and kick some ass. Will they learn enough to beat their next opponents? Let's find out. They're you back better at get again, ready. Krispy Kreme. <laughs> I, I can't believe it just occurred to me, but... Uh... <laughs> Hisoka is uh, all about is God. What is what the fuck is the all line about, like about bubble gum? No, 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 no. I'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of gum. Except in this case, he has too much of it. Oh, where is that from? <laughs> it's from uh, Duke Nukem. It uh, so it's not originally from Duke Nukem. Duke Nukem was actually quoting uh, the movie They Live, which is a Rowdy Roddy Piper movie. Rip. <laughs> <laughs> this <laughs> sounds all types of ridiculous. <laughs> every, every time I hear that now, I think of that. Uh, think of that four chan thing. Dick, Dick, kick him, and it's like it's time to chew ass. <laughs> I'll oh, see if I can That's awesome. A podcast I listen to has a parody character called Duck Knuckum, which is just this duck who's just a complete asshole. But yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> episode thirty-three: An empty threat. Kehaku na Kyohaku. Originally released in Japan on May 27, 2012. The equivalent manga chapters are 56 and 57, which were released in Japan on August 30th, 1999. The equivalent 1999 apps are 43. You know, R43. Just one of them. Uh, by the way... <laughs> I prefer R34 in my opinion. Oof. Anyways, uh, which were released in Japan on October 28, 2000. <laughs> Alright, so my impression of the spongebob french announcer voice two months later <laughs> which is not good but basically two months later gone is all healed up and he's kept his promise not to train with men this entire time now he and kilua can start training mizushi under wing's wing <laughs> to learn Nen. and so wing he starts out the lesson uh, with his burnt DVD copy of Hisoka's uh, match with Castro. Um, and the legally burnt copy not authorized by the Heavens Arena Corporation, TM. Yes. <laughs> well, I don't know. It could have been. <laughs> it could have been. I wasn't sure. Um, I was just, Gon's going to get sued. Gon's going to get sued. We're going to get copyright. Viacom's going to come after us. <laughs> He's going to come after Wing. Um and then there's another explanation of Hisoka's use of aura strands um, that he used on the cards in his arm during his fight. He was using In, which is basically advanced Zetsu that makes your aura hard to perceive. Uh, at first, neither Gon Kilowazushi can see Hisoka's aura strands. Uh, Wing tells Zushi to use Gyo, which is a Ren technique that focuses the aura in the eyes in order to see any hidden Nen. Um, Kilua and Gon, um, 
He their final days to compete are on June 9th and 10th respectively. So they need to learn how to use Gyo before their final fights. Um so the boys head over to Gon's room in order to practice. Um but they run into some grade A anime bullies, uh that Sadaso, Guido, um and Rivelt. Uh so Sadaso's just itching for a fight with Gon sooner preferably than later um but in probably by force apparently it's a promise he made that he will fight on probably to himself i don't know declaring himself his rival and gone and kiloa um when they are practicing ran with sushi they pick it up quickly um which freaks sushi out because what took sushi months to learn, Gon and Kilua are able to pick it up in pro- half a day. It's okay, Zushi. Yikes, Sirius became the Krillin of the series. Oh. Yeah. Oh. It's okay, Zushi, you're Damn. so cute. You don't Ouch. have to stress out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so after partying ways, Zushi's heading back to his hotel room, but he gets ambushed and knocked out, and his shoes stolen by Sadaso, um, who uses his aura arm to do all of it. And Kilua um, shows up and he stops um, them from kidnapping Zushi uh, and agrees to fight Sadaso, Gido, and Rivelt. And he warns them to leave Gone alone and not to go against their word or else. But they don't listen to this. And Gido, who w- had snuck away earlier, he turns out he snuck away to blackmail Gon um, to fight on the 30th by placing Zushi's su- shoe outside his door. Gon, Would you um, say that it's his su- shoe-shi? Mm. <laughs> shoe-shi. Zushi's shoe-shi. <laughs> outside. Sells seashells by the seashore. <laughs> so Gon, he's worried about his friend, um, so he agrees, which is pretty sad. <laughs> and... Literally the next day, um, Gon and Kiwa learn how to use Gyo, and Wing gives them permission to fight. And Kiwa, um, rewatching the match, is able to break down Hisoka's abilities. Um, and okay, I mean, I know because this is like literally the third time that it's been explained. <laughs> and um, he, and then it goes back to with Kiwa, he is walking around the arena and he hears scalpers selling tickets to both his and Gon's fight with Sadaso, which pisses him off because it means that Sadaso broke his promise. He breaks into Sadaso's room and with his little stabby stabby friend and warns <laughs> him to never show his trash promise breaking face again or else. And then the next day, Sadoso is a no-show for their fight, so Kiloa wins by default. Who would win? Uh, a master floor master fighting martial arts or some stabby stabby boy? Stabby stabby boy. <laughs> yeah, he's a wannabe floor master. Gotcha. Stab. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the episode in a nutshell. I don't know if you guys have any commentary uh, or thoughts uh, did you did you explain that that bungee gum has properties of rubber and gum 
I've heard no? that somewhere. I don't, I don't know where. Yeah. But apparently that's that's something. We forgot to mention that last episode, I think. Yeah, I, th- I think um, I think bungee gum has the powers of rubber and glue. Whatever you say bounces off me and sticks to you. Yeah, and then and then and then uh, Gon's power sticks in stones and I break my bones. Yes, <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> the words will that's, never stop me. <laughs> that's actually becomes more true the further you see into the show. Anyways, <laughs> sticks in um, stones break my bones, but my hair gives me super strength. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the bayonetta story. Exactly. Um, so I actually forgot to look up the characters for In and Gyo, and I looked them up just now, trying to find some cool meetings as fast as possible. But it turns out In is just really boring. It's just like literally to conceal. That's it. It means then both Japanese and Chinese. Gyo, on the other hand, the literal meaning is to congeal, which is not exactly... <laughs> I mean, I guess, like, okay, I'm focusing this into my eyes and it's solidifying, but Mm -hmm. only in Chinese is the secondary meaning to focus, while in Japanese it is only to congeal and only used in the sense of to focus in, like, Chinese or martial arts senses. So that's another instance of the Chinese meaning taking precedence over the Japanese meaning when using martial arts terms. Fair enough. Gotcha. Did you want me to go over the manga notes? Go for it, man. Sweet. All right, so starting off, uh, they actually had a popularity contest in the manga. Uh, you, you're a little bit late if you want to vote. I think it happened about 20 years ago, so... Jesus Christ. So oh, if you want to... You you, I think you might you might be uh, might be out of luck if you want to hand in some ballots at this point. I think <laughs> I was eight. But uh, anyways, the popularity contest results with a whopping 37,640 votes total. And first place is... Killua with thirteen thousand seven hundred twenty-eight votes. If you'll say I love his sharp edges, he seems the strongest. I want him as a little brother, uh, for real. <laughs> Second place is Kropika with thirteen thousand four hundred ninety-eight votes. With what amazing resolve! Is he a man or a woman? <laughs> I love him so much. This is very I'm, accurate. <laughs> I have a very strong feeling that in the next poll in the next season, the first two will have reversed. Mm. Fair. All right. So third place is gone. He's cute. I wish I want. I wish him luck. I want to be his friend. Same. <laughs> Fourth place was Hizoka. He's so mysterious, scary, but I love him. Wow, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> they they didn't write the third term, which was problematic fave. Problematic yeah. fave. Problematic they didn't have that fave th- for sure. That, that Trash king. Big. Yeah. <laughs> Trash king. Thick thick boy. You know. Actually, no. Mm. No, I don't think he's too thick. He's like regular. But anyways, we'll we'll we'll, we'll judge his thickness next episode for sure. <laughs> the pants the are doing the work. Yeah. Anyways, uh, fifth place is Leorio with one thousand one thousand fifteen votes. Well, one thousand and fifteen votes. Sorry, not one thousand fifteen. Uh, anyways, I wish he were my my big brother. I bet he's a hard worker. He's so cool. Who's yeah. ever said the third part? No one. <laughs> who's, who's ever said any three of those? I, yeah, I can see the first one. It's like, I wish I had a perverted older brother who was also going to be a doctor, I guess. <laughs> the second one sounds, I know it's meant to be a compliment, but it also sounds <laughs> kind of like an insult. <laughs> yeah. it's Backhanded like, compliment. He's so yeah. cool, yeah. 
Like he he must have to work hard. <laughs> he's got to work hard because he sucks so much. Yeah. <laughs> but uh um so the rest of them didn't really get it. They had 15 others. They didn't get any lines. It's just that they won. So uh, number six was Alumi. Seven was Satotes, my goats. Eight was Hanzo. Nine was Ponzu. Ten was Kite. Eleven was Wing. Twelve was Pokal. Thirteen was Killua's mom. And play Okiyasu to MP3, please, Joe. Uh, Fourteen was Kalito. And then fifteen was Silva and, and Ging. It it blows my mind, the Kalito... <laughs> Uh, scored better than Silva and Jing. Well, they both suck, so what do you expect? I... Kalito is, like, a not a character at this point, so, like, I could understand this later, but, like, now? Well, Kite is has been shown, like, a total of three times, and he's still beat fucking Wing. Kite had fucking speaking roles. Yeah, he had, like, five, like, less than five, and Wing's doing all the hard work, and look what he's got. Like, friggin... 10th place. Yeah. I don't 11th know. place, sorry. Got behind Kite. But, I don't know. Wing kind of sucks, so maybe that's the reason. Uh, so, here's some other notes. So, the DVD was a VHS instead. Probably legally recorded NFL <laughs> footage. Uh, Killua almost cursed. Where he said son of a... With his little hat on. Uh, Killua ne- negotiated to let Zushi go. I don't think I remember him negotiating the manga or the the anime. Uh, and he said May twenty ninth was his birthday and lied to move the match forward. So, uh, so uh, I think uh, yeah, yeah. Kilua said he was. That's the reason why he wanted to move the match forward because it's his birthday. Uh, and then uh, when Wing tells them to make their nen based off their own different experience and traits, it shows a map of the world and profiles of people's faces and. Was it phenology diagrams? Yeah, so it showed something that was kind of uncomfortable. It showed, like, a thing of, like, craniometry, which is, like, where you measure people's skulls, and, like, it used to be a way that racist German theorists in the late 1800s would be like, these are why there are different races. And I was just like, is that what this chart is? I hope to God it's not. Dang. Physio, Xiaomi. <laughs> yeah, I said, I said, like, in the worst case, it's phrenology. In the best case, it's physiognomy. Hopefully, Personally, oh I think they God, should have based it off, off of how crazy their hair is. Yeah, you use hair for racial science. Well, no, I meant, like, I meant, like, the, the, the power system. Like, yeah, why not? The craziest hair has the craziest powers. I guess that works for anime pretty well. Yeah, fucking Yu-Gi-Oh would be, like, the greatest person in this. Or Yu-Gi-Moto. Yeah, <laughs> crazy ass hair. But um, after Killer gets pissed at at Sidot's double cross, the guy who was scalping recognized him and thought and thought one doubt his ability to win. The other bit sixty k Jenny on it, and then uh, they had a and then there was this cool mirror trick they had in the manga, where where Killer stabs Sidoso through the head. Do they not do that in the 2011 version? I thought it's like they a did. cool mirror trick. I don't remember them doing um, it, but it looked like it they, actually went. They do head. in the anime, so it mm. it's the same. Like, um, there's an example in the notes, um, like a picture with the manga with like his head getting split. It shows that as well, but and then a second later, it shows like um, Kiloa's knife right above his head. So. Um, oh, yeah, true. Yeah, so it was like that. Was I was like, 
when I saw that while watching the episode. So they they stayed pretty faithful with that. I gotcha. Cool. I, I couldn't remember that, but I, I'm glad they kept that in because I like the effect a lot. It was really nice. Mm-hmm. Especially in the manga where you think he actually got stabbed. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So 99 Joe, the 99 Joes. 1999 Joe, let's go. 99 Joe Goats. Joe's Magoats. Joe's Magoats. Floating through the summer sky. Um, do, 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 do. Yeah, so last time I erroneously said that they eliminated the uh, Guido, Sadaso, and Realvelt stuff because they had at that point. Because it turns out, 99 decided to reorder the entire fucking saga for some reason. <laughs> so... In 1999, uh, Gon has already fought Hisoka, which is what happened in the episodes I lo- watched last time. And he's—I I won't tell you how that how that went, uh, but he is now going to—you know—now the stuff that you guys had happen is happening after his fight with Hisoka. Uh, Sadaso thinks that Gon has gotten better, while the other two think that Hisoka was just putting on a show. Who knows what that means about who wins? Um, so in this version, another really weird thing happens. Kilua fights a non-canon match against analog Nen using Darth Maul. Uh, keep in mind, Star Wars Episode One had come out at this point, so there's a dude using a bow staff with blades on each side that he's shooting Nen through. Now um, this is Nen racing. Yeah, this is Nen racing. Um, but he Kilua wins by using Assassin Mode plus Nen which Wing witnesses and looks nervous about. Wing later meets with him privately and emphasizes that Shingen Ryu not only accepts but encourages personalization, basically allaying Kilua's fears that like his assassin past will prevent him from having like a better future. And so Wing then kind of gives him this speech. Uh, so I like this. The problem is that the manga actually does address this like a couple seasons later. So this is just like unnecessary commentary on something that was going to be explored eventually anyways but it is cool in the moment so wing says discover your own path and live your life the way you want trying to conform to others can limit your potential the same goes for following in your older brother's footsteps your life is what you make of it it takes the subtext of kilo's journey and just makes it text effectively it's interesting oh and when i say that dude looks like darth maul i like mean like literally looks like darth maul minus the horns he's the right color and everything (laughs) Oh, that's crazy. Will he come back on the animated TV show of Hunter x Hunter and be a good character? He'll have a robot body at the bottom. It's weird. Weird. <laughs> um, so Gon says that his match with Hisoka made him realize that personalization of style is vital. And uh, in this version, you know those three anime bully dudes? You know how they yes. like have physical deformities because of their initiation? Mm-hmm. Like... Uh, Realvelt is in a wheelchair because he's apparently paralyzed or something, and uh, Guido doesn't have legs because of whatever happened to him, so he just, like, sits, like, his upper half is on a pole, and um, Sadaso is missing a left arm. What if I told you Sadaso had two functioning arms and one Nen arm for no reason? Oh. Um, Realvelt so is in arms? a hover round, but he can walk. Uh, and Wait, so he has fucking- three arms? Yeah, he has two real arms and one nan arm, and then Dang. Guido is... Is it just, uh, like, super glued on there, like, on the side, like a funny little arm thing, or is it, like, I, all... I don't know. It just He just manifested and sometimes doesn't, and then he takes his other arm. You know how, like, when they show, like, 
uh, Oyaji characters in like martial arts animes where they have like one arm out of the gi and they put it through the front side of the gi, like into the like uh, the part where the the two yeah. halves are tied. Right. Yeah, he yeah. does that, and then has his like nen arm go through the real the real part. So, is there any benefit of doing that, or is that just like movie coolness thing? Uh, it's just movie coolness thing. Also, if you're very warm during judo practice, it tends to help cool you down without the impropriety of like taking the gi top off. That's like the main gotcha. reason I saw people do it. I gotcha. Uh, I, yeah, um, I always thought it looked just was like a badass thing, but may, that that would make sense. But personally, I think it's I would a combination. Go, yeah, personally, I would do the full Goku and just take it off and fight like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's just kind of frowned on um, these days, especially because, like, now that people know more about, like, skin-borne illnesses, like, people tend to wear, like, rash guards underneath and the like as well, so. Gotcha. Um, but, like, also, the last one, the weirdest one, Guido has two legs. He just sits cross-legged on top of the pole. <laughs> okay. I'm I'm wondering if they did this because they're like we can't fucking show children beating up the handicapped. As that that should that should be the episode name. The gang beats up the handicapable. I I guess <laughs> I, I, that's like the only reason I can think of like why they would change this. Well, that's kind of weird because I feel like back in the '90s they cared about that less than now, and like I guess in the 2010s, but I don't know. So I agree, but I think the show is more explicitly focused at kids because they didn't, they hadn't gotten to the parts of the manga where they're like, "Oh God, this is, wasn't a kids show, and we should not have been showing this to kids." Aww. Yeah, isn't uh, isn't like def- isn't like all that deformity and stuff not really like looked up upon when it's put on TV? Like people missing limbs and stuff like that. Uh, what do you mean by not looked upon? Like, do you so mean I know, like- I know, like beheadings in Japan are, are a big no-no. But what about like people missing like body parts? Is that a was that oh, a, like, a not thing that was really a thing on show? I'm unsure when the standards about that would have changed because we've talked about how they went out of their way to not show decapitations in the 90s version while they showed them in the 2011 version. So I'm unclear. Because um, I'm trying to I'm trying to think. The only TV show I can think of is a uh, Dragon Ball Z with Piccolo and his arm, but that grows back. But I wonder if there's any like there's like anything where like a permanent like missing limb is like a big no no. Or was there ever a character that had like a missing limb or some deformity that was that was different? I can't think uh, of any from my head. Dororo <laughs> or whatever in the original seventies anime. I guess I oh yeah, that makes sense. Um but I know that like anime used to be really fucked up and gruesome in the seventies and eighties, and then there was like a major there was a like otaku who fucking murdered a couple people and everyone blamed it on anime, and so they like went back to censoring things, and only recently has it gotten back to where it was in the 80s. Hmm. Well, because, like, well, for they instance, have Fist of the North Star uncensored on TV. Yeah, Fist of the North Star was there, and, like, uh, the... I almost said Caballeros de Zodiaco. I mean, uh, Knights of the Zodiac, or Saint Seiya. Uh, you had a... It starts with a tournament, and, like, a lot of the main-ish characters die in that first tournament, and just, like, Wait, it's completely Knights of the Zodiac is Saint Seiya? Yeah, Saint Seiya and Knights of the Zodiac are the same thing. Oh, dang, I never knew that. Yeah, uh, we're gonna watch that eventually on this show, like, just, like, parts of it to compare tournaments and stuff, but that's, like, three years down the line. Anyway, uh, so after describing the three non-injured, injured dudes, 
Uh, the scene with the scalpers is shown here, like in the manga, but they add an extra thing where to show off how pissed off Kilua is, he does like Hatsu at a billboard and breaks it, but since people can't see Nan, they just think it spontaneously breaks. Hate when that happens. Yep. Uh, Kilua says he thinks Wing knows about Zushi and the kidnapping, which, like, I don't think it, like, adds much, but it does make it... I, I feel like that's already kind of implied in the manga, like, that he, like, knows something was up, because, like, Zushi wouldn't just fucking pass out randomly in the street, you know? Right. They just kind of spelled it out. So here, Kilua does the knife-through-the-head thing in the dressing room right before the match begins, um, as opposed to, like, a day earlier. So he, like, is already at the arena and doesn't show up. Mm. Yeah, so, uh... I guess you guys have any thoughts on, like, this overall section and, like, the differences between the, the versions? Like, what, what did you guys think of the, like, injury thing? Because, like, I think Sadaso, Sadaso looks cooler. Everyone else looks dumber for it. Like, Realveld is straight up in a hover round. I, I didn't really think too much, you know, kind of. Maybe it's only when we started talking about it. I didn't really even think that they had that um, about, I guess, like, the disabilities that they were shown like i didn't really i just thought oh he's in a chair and this guy is just like a weird looking um gido i think with a one leg thing so i didn't even think about it that much yeah because maybe yeah to me i didn't even think about it that much but um i think it's Maybe because I didn't think about it too much, I thought it's cool that the 2011 version kept it then, because I guess it does, like, um, it fits their characters more. I don't know. But, um, they're, besides that, they're trash for trying to um, kidnap little Zushi. He's just, you know, trying his hardest, and I don't know, I'm like a hardcore Zushi stan. He's he's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I was so sad when he he was like, oh, no, I can't breathe, and he passed out. <laughs> so. Yeah. I um I think maybe the manga makes it... I think the original intent was, like, that these deformities were supposed to hint at how savage the process was. Mm-hmm. And that, like, it was supposed to be, like, one of those weird things where, like, people use physical deformity to indicate someone's moral character in a way that's, like, not cool anymore. Right. Um. And I'm kind of glad that you guys didn't get that vibe from the 2011 version because I feel they like changed that because they're like that's really uh, not cool anymore. Yeah, that would shown a lot more. That's like a lot of ableism. So I feel like they didn't really showcase it. No one pointed out like he lacks an arm. Like I think in the in this episode they did point out something about. Um, Sadaso missing his left arm, but it wasn't in like, oh, that makes him so weird. It was just like, yeah, he has a Nen arm instead of like his left arm kind of thing. Yeah. Like, I feel like in the 2011, from what I saw, it's not when you took into consideration that's like Guido's, um, let like, uh, prosthetic and, um, Reitveld's chair it wasn't so much like pointing out their deformities as much as like those are the tools that they use to fight so Mm -hmm. it just didn't really make them seem like affect their 
character is bad or good. It just was kind of like that's the tool that they use. Mm-hmm. They're bad because they they're trying to literally harass Kidnap kids. A kid. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. they aren't. <laughs> but the fact that they use that that they're Riot's uh, in a wheelchair and and Guido has a peg leg <laughs> doesn't really affect, doesn't really mean they're bad or good. He means he's yeah. a pirate, though. <laughs> God, <dude. laughs> I I feel in the manga they explicitly say something to the effect of like, uh, you'll see the deformities of people who weren't prepared for the initiation, and then it doesn't make an explicit moral judgment regarding that, but it does clearly set them up as a fearful future of what could happen to you, but then also kind of hints that you should fear them. Mm-hmm. So like being hurt by people who were hurt. That type of thing. Uh. So, it's it's interesting seeing how that is reflected differently in the series, just in 99. It's like, we're just not going to touch this, you know? <laughs> and then 20 of them is like, we'll touch this, but be a bit more woke about this. Yeah, uh, I can see that. Maybe it's also just being exposed to different stuff. Like, when I think about anime, the most prominent character that I could think who was um disabled would be Edward Elric <laughs> and he's like probably one of the most favorite protagonists of anime times so I guess like thinking that when I see someone with a prosthetic I usually don't think oh that makes them evil or what you I've been think exposed they're an alchemist, to right? yeah they just like maybe they, they went bring back their mom <laughs> Yeah, they're trying to be at, maybe, maybe they didn't give up and like the equivalent exchange went a little funky. <laughs> nice. It's just like so. and they have a little brother just walking around in a giant suit of armor. <laughs> God damn it, guys. Boom doom 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 doom. Um but yeah, I'm uh I'm good on this one if you guys are. Uh do you guys have anything more to say or awful episode. Alright. <laughs> okay. Uh, And with that, now a word from our compatriots and benefactors. Welcome to Casual Magic, the show where we explore the fun side of Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Shivam Putt, and each week we delve into everything from casual format to explorations of creatures and card types to interviews with designers of the game. At Casual Magic, we believe that it just isn't magic without the gathering. Come along and play! The award-winning Go Nintendo podcast covers the latest Nintendo news while also diving into what's hot in pop culture, music trivia, hands-on impressions, and so much more. Hopefully we can make you laugh, too. You'll find new episodes of the Go Nintendo podcast on the Greenlit Podcast Network every single week. Episode 34, Power to Avenge, or Jitsuruku di Setsuyoku. I hope to God that was right. It sounded right, so... It's more than close enough. There we go. Cool. That's all I want to aim for. I had my voice text speech thing going. Anyways, uh, originally released in Japan on June third, twenty twelve. Bad year. Uh, the equivalent manga chapters, <laughs> the equivalent manga chapters are fifty and fifty nine, which were released in Japan on September twentieth, nineteen ninety nine. The equivalent nineteen ninety nine episodes are forty three and forty four, which were released in Japan on October twenty eighth, two thousand. Good year though. That's a good year. Good year. Good year. Can you guys ever remember that ad? Wait, was that a fucking Goodyear tires ad? Because yeah. I don't know if I've ever heard it. It was, it, was, it was in Jersey, at least. I remember Goodyear, Goodyear. It was like the I, I grew line. up in the fucking Akron O'Hara, uh, 
Akron, Ohio, Akron, Ohio metro Ohio. area, which is where Goodyear is from, and I've never heard that ad. I don't know. Maybe it was a Jersey thing. It might have been like a Goodyear car salesman thing. I bet that's the case. Like it was a local Jersey thing. Yeah. Anyways, let's go on with those notes. All right, so the episode starts out with Sadaso. Um, he's about to split town, but before he does so, he calls Rivel and Guido to warn them that Kiowa is crazy scary, and he'll kill them if they keep on messing with him and gone. Rivel's like, uh, no way, bro. I'm almost a few fights away from becoming floor master. I gotta do this. It doesn't matter if that kid's crazy scary. Um, and Kiowa... He just pops out of nowhere and he's tells them that Rival and Guido better play nice or else. <laughs> <laughs> and they're very scared, but they're still determined to fight. Um, since Sadaso is a no show, Gon wins his first 20th floor match or 200th floor match. And before there are fights with Guido and Rival, Gon and Kiowa train even more. So, the first fight is between Gon and Guido. I don't know why I put Kido. Uh, it's their rematch. And this time, Gon has got his handy-dandy fishing rod. Um, before Gon can attack, Guido uses his tornado top and shotgun blues. Did you watch this dubbed or subbed? Oh, I watched it dubbed. Do you, can you do an impression of dubbed Guido's saying shotgun blues? Oh, I don't even remember. Uh, I think it was something like, a shotgun blues! Oh, God. <laughs> well, you just did a joke, congrats. It's me. It's it, you. Uh, Gon is able to stop uh, Guido's attack using Ren, um, and Guido realizes that Gon is going to try and stop him from spinning using the fishing rod. Um, Gon, he reels back his, he releases the fishing rod, but instead of aiming it straight at Guido, it may, hooks onto one of the tiles of the ring instead. Um, Guido thinks that he's got it, his victory down, but as soon as Gon reels back the fishing rod, it actually takes a tile and sends it into the air, which happens to be the tile that Guido is spinning on top of, so Guido was also sent flying. Um, as soon as Guido lands um, back on the arena floor, Gon just like steps up and <laughs> breaks his prosthetic leg and warns him to never Oof. mess with Zushi ever again or else. And Gon, win <laughs> Gon wins the match. Woo! Equal continuing the ass kicking. <laughs> yeah, continuing the... Uh, so... So, uh, Yusuke, equal opportunity ass-kicking in terms of, like, his not-so-great uh, early 2000s libertarian attitudes towards trans people. Go on. <laughs> not-so-great attitudes towards disabling the disabled. Ugh. Disabling the disabled? That's like, is that a double negative? Breaking the prosthetic devices of people who are, who are using prosthetics. Yeah. He's not very woke in this series, yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kind of I think it was a psychological... Sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. 
I was going to say, um, they mentioned him using Ren in order to make a psychological blow because they're like, oh, yeah, he could have just done that with the, the fishing rod, but he used Ren in order to, like, freak them out. And I'm wondering how much it was, like, breaking the steel leg was effectively to show how strong he was, but also strike an incredible psychological blow. Yeah. No, I, I, I could see that because it's almost annoying. Like, he could have easily, like, stepped on <laughs> Guido's, like, actual... He's like, uh, like break actual bones, but by breaking the leg, it's his main source of power. It's a, it probably damage deals more damage to Guido himself. Like that's an attack on his ability and his confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not to mention him just punching that in half is just like that was steel. What do you think I can do to you? <laughs> yeah, like you don't fuck with me. I'm 12 years old. I can kick your ass. I'll murder you. <laughs> Just proving to be an asshole tween. <laughs> um. So. So just a regular tween then. Yes. Yes, yeah, just a regular tween. <laughs> yeah, it's basically this is like Gen Z like kicking some millennial ass. <laughs> this is like what happened oh with God. TikTok. <laughs> we need to make this into a. T- we, we need to just start a uh, the Spirit Hunters TikTok. <laughs> Get it run by like an actual teenager. <laughs> oh God, we be just dragged all the time. Like you guys are old. You don't get it. <laughs> all right. Um. So the next fight is Kila versus Vivelt. Um, so the match starts out with Kila. He jumps sky high and Good he movie. tries to land a hit on Rivelt, who's able to dodge it by using Aura Burst, which looks pretty cool because it's kind of like it's almost as if his wheelchair has like rocket boosters on it. Um, mm-hmm. and then Rivelt. He, from his chair, he, or actually, I don't remember where they actually come out from, but he has, like, these huge whips um, that he calls his twin snakes, and he whips them back and forth, trying to attack Kiloa, who manages to catch both of the whips easily. Um, Rybelt, he then uh, whoops out his thunder snake. So That's an they- unfortunate phrase. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yikes. <laughs> now that I look at it, Jeez. it's pretty uh, this bad. Is, this is getting really problematic now. <laughs> so it basically, um, it electrifies both of the whips. Um, unfortunately for Rivelt, Kiloa has been trained since childhood to withstand any multiple types of pain and torture, including electricity. Um, so... He's unbothered by the electricity, and then he descends Rivelt sky high, um, who begs Kila to save him um, before he crashes onto the ground. Kila decides to, you know, take some mercy, listen to this uh, millennial complain, but then he catches Rivelt. Um, with the thunder snake in hand, which then fries Rivelt to like a, like a very crispy loser. <laughs> and Kilo wins. I just never let really... another man grab your, your thunder snake. That's not. God damn it. Not the right thing to do. <laughs> I just had a real sad thought. 
Um, it occurred to me that Kilo says, you know, a fall from there will kill you. We've clearly seen Netero do a fall from there using Nen. And so it makes me think that the only reason that Realveld, Rivelt, however it's said, um, couldn't survive this even though he knows Nen, he's not nearly as good as Netero, but, like, is just that he doesn't have functioning legs to use with Nen. So, effectively, Kilo's threat only works because the guy doesn't have functioning legs. Oh, oh damn. Wait, he couldn't land on his hands and, you know, like, do a handstand? So my uh, guess is that it's much harder. Oh. Uh, yeah. That's oof. Woof. This is a big oof. Big, big oof. oof. Big oof in energy. These these Gen Zs need to learn about ableism. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't think this one was, like, intended, but man, it's a weird reading you can get. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, they they try to kidnap Zushi, so fuck them. <laughs> I guess that's true, yeah. <laughs> that's my opinion. <laughs> no, no I, think, I think you're right. As much as, like, it's like, oh, yeah, be more woke, guys. It's like, they did try to kidnap their child friend. Yeah, yeah it's one of those things. It's like, if they didn't, if they weren't assholes, they probably wouldn't have their asses handed them. In a way that was very almost problematic. Petty. Yeah, problematic and petty. Like if they weren't if they weren't problematic and petty first, they probably wouldn't have been like it would have been a much more a less petty a less petty fight. Not that I think the if they were just so outclassed from the get go. Like what else could they expect? Um, so there are two more fights. The first one is Kilo versus Guido. Um, since Guido was actually still too damaged from his fight with Gon, um, he can't participate at all. So Kilo wins by default. Um, and it's Gon versus Rivelt. And Gon wins this fight. Um, in a way that it's similar how he won his fight with Guido. So he throws a tone style, uh, it's tile stone at Rivelt, and then he manages to, when Rivelt tries to counter with the twin snake whips, Gon grabs both whips and manages to wrap them around Rivelt's neck. Um, and then he, does almost like a fake out, um, threatening to turn on the switch for the Thunder Snake. Um, and Rival is just so traumatized from his fight with Kilua, he just passes out. <laughs> and Khan wins the fight. Yeah. And after the fights are over, gone, he, um, Runs into Hisoka, who praises him for his progress and agrees that he will fight him. And that is the end of the episode. Yo, that ending in the 2011 version is one of the coolest episode endings to this point, and maybe in any anime. Just like the, I'll take your challenge anytime, and then... <laughs> Love it. It's and up there with like... One Piece. Sorry? And then they find One Piece. God damn it. <laughs> but yeah, I uh I really like Hisoka's commentary during this, like the idea that like Gon was like th they're again proving 
more and more that Gon is very smart. He just applies it to, like, a narrow range of things. Like, a wider range than Goku, but, like, in a similar vein. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, he's just, it seems like he's, um, when he focuses on something, it's what he focuses on, and that's just, like, that's probably what makes him a strong fighter versus someone who's, like, trying to gain knowledge from all these different things and overthinking everything. He's not, like, that type of guy, and it probably mm-hmm. that's why he's as good as a fighter as he is. Yeah. Yeah, it's like kind of ask yourself, do you want to be uh, the expert or do you want to be the jack of all trades? Mm. Yeah. I'm trying to think. So I feel like... Um, are you guys familiar with the distinction between tactics and strategy? Um, I don't... Yeah. I feel like, to me, they're like almost like synonyms. So I guess if you could like elaborate on the differences. Yeah, so they're synonyms in general usage, but like when talking about them formally, their um, strategy encompasses tactics, and tactics is a smaller field. So mm-hmm. tactics is like when you're already on the field, what are you doing and like what are your plans and things like that. Strategy is pre-planning and like setting up the situation in the first place. Oh. And I feel at this point, Gon is an amazing tactician, while he, people like Hisoka are amazing strategists and tacticians. And like that's mm-hmm. like one of the big deficits that he has. That makes sense. Because like, th- I mean, this will become more clear in the manga and... Uh, 1999 version, but a lot of the stuff he did during that match were actually made up on the spot as opposed to pre-planned. Mm-hmm. Because in the 2011 version, they kind of make it seem like he was trying to pull the tile, while the tile thing kind of happens more accidentally in the manga. Oh, oh so it's, he didn't explicitly try to do that. It just happened, and he just went with it? Yeah. Like he he made he made a brilliant plan off of the like accident, but it wasn't his initial idea. Huh, that's kind that's cool. I kind of like that difference. Um, I don't know. I'm sure like um, later in later fights we're gonna see more of that on the fly kind of fighting. I'm sure that's what I kind of associate with Golden anyways. Kind of like that on the fly fighting style versus like. Uh, I guess uh, other than Hisoka, like, let's say, Karapika, I feel like it's more of a strategist in that sense, though. It's been a while since we've seen him fight. Mm-hmm. I think it is an axis of character development that I hadn't thought about previously, because Gon eventually does become a better strategist, and it is shown, like, happening gradually, so it's pretty cool. Mm. But yeah, speaking of uh, manga differences, Patrick, you want to jump to the manga? Sure. Oh, for a second I thought you had, like, said bio or something and I didn't know. No, I'm still here, sorry. I couldn't reach my mic button for some reason. It was being very annoying. No worries. Uh, Alright, so the differences. Um, In Chapter 58, in the beginning of the rematch, it actually has all the stats for Gon and and Killua, where Gon has one win, one loss, with a 3-11 TKO, no loss to to Guido, 5-30 win by default by Sidasso, Six to four versus Guido, and then six to ten versus Rivelt. Rivelt, right? 
I think it's supposed to be a Germ- German-ish name. So if you were to see that in like Reif- a German... Riefveld? Riefveld. Oh, okay. Rief- Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know German pronunciation well enough to have gotcha. even guessed. Right, and then Kilwa has one win, zero losses. 5 to 29 win by default to Sedoso. Oh, that's the date. Sorry. 529 win by default by Sedoso. 6-4 versus Reinhardt. And then 6 Oh, that makes nine. way more sense. I was confused what those numbers like versus were. I was like, what? I think they're dates. Yeah, 6 yeah, you're right. Yeah. Dates. Guido. My bad. And then uh, it's showing uh, it's showing a very tired out uh, Guido, I think that is. is that yeah, Guido? that's Guido. Yeah, Guido He's- looking very uh, worn out. That's all I'm gonna say, uh, and it shows a uh, and then it shows a uh, killer sitting in a tree saying that he needs a haircut, <laughs> which I I don't I don't think so. I think he's looking pretty fly with that long hair. What do you guys think? Yeah, he rocks it. Nice. I, I can do. Wait, it. is this Kilo or Karapika? Karapika. Karapika. Yeah. I can't biased. I love anime guys with long hair. So nice. <laughs> um. So one thing that was interesting was um, in the in both anime versions, they show waiting for the other two to show up, like the the no-show, but in this version, they don't show the no-show thing. They just have it implied and have it as part of their loss record, their win-loss record. Yeah, so there wasn't really a lot of differences. Uh, there's a cool shot of, the, of, uh, of, of Guido with his peg leg broken in half, like we were talking about. Uh, Gun aims the line at Guido purposely and bounces it on him. And then he shot a shot of Kurapika in the tree, uh, possibly during his training or his setup. I kind of really wish they would have shown more of that, but I can understand that. And that's really leave it a mystery. Yeah, and that's really a lot of the differences. There wasn't really a lot this episode. Yeah. So uh, ninety nine, on the other hand, does some weird shit <laughs> again. Oh joy. So, uh, as discussed earlier, the hook deflecting off of Guido is an accident, but, you know, he lifts up the tile. So, spoilers, in his fight against Hisoka, he lifts up some tiles, but because 99 inverted the order, in this one, he's like, I'll lift up the tile like what I did against Hisoka. As opposed to the other way around, like where the inspiration's clearly supposed to be going the other direction. Which, just again, weird choices. I'll probably discuss why I think they did this, but it is kind of weird. So, in this version, the match with Realvelt, or Real... I, I don't fucking know how to say his name, doesn't have Hisoka there explaining things because Gon v. Hisoka already happened, so Hisoka's left Heaven's Arena. Um, and then they do the end of the arc here due to the reordering. I don't want to talk about what happens till next time. I have the notes here, but I'll just transpose them to the next week. Yeah. So, they just do some weird end of saga stuff early. Slash reordered. Yeah, so I I have some theories as to why they did the reordering, and I think part of it was that discussion earlier between Kilua and Wing about the idea of personalization, because they hadn't gotten to the point in the manga yet where that became an explicit topic. And so I think because it was a 99 shonen anime, they're like, well, we have to have our characters going out on a win. Who knows what happens between Gon and Hisoka? Who knows? But uh, in the anime version, they're like, we have to reorder it for some reason. That will be clarified later. Um, And because of that, I think they had to add narrative weight to why it was reordered. Not that you would have necessarily read the manga, but just the idea that, like, oh, the difference here was personalization. Hisoka had a highly personalized style, which is something that they do emphasize in the manga, 
but they go out of their way here to say that that's like a major strength and they make Kilua explicitly say it. And like what's interesting is I think it actually does fit the themes. It's just like more clumsily handled than would eventually come up in the manga. Yeah, I wish Megan was here to... Because, like, she knows what I'm comparing it to later in the manga that would be interesting to talk about. But it doesn't come up for, like, a year or two. So, we got some time. Well, I mean, we they're got just... time on our hands. <laughs> I mean, they're just starting to learn all this. I mean, obviously, like, um, Kizawa and Gon are learning at a really fast pace, but, like, they're essentially learning the basics of everything, so um, I don't know. I am, I guess style hasn't really crossed their minds yet for now. Even though with like, like for like all the people they faced so far, from Hisoka to even like um, Gito with how they use their nen in different ways to like make these different type of moves, while like with um. Kiloa and Golan, they're just kind of using it overall to, like, string in their hits and stuff like that to protect themselves from, like, non- like unique nun attacks. So, yeah. I don't know. It makes sense why they would rearrange it. But I kind of like how they keep it, I guess, more linear in the 2011 anime because it feels more organic. Like, we're learning about nun as they are. Yeah, I think one thing that's interesting that will become bigger in the manga and 2011 versions, they talk about, like, trying to personalize too early before you understand yourself can be very negative. And yeah. um, that's, like, something that's not unique in the martial arts world, but Bruce Lee was saying that in the 70s to the effect of, like, hey, yeah, try to keep things general until you really know what you're doing, because otherwise it's going to be wasted time with, like, stylistic bullshit that, like, might not fit you later. Yeah, And I think right. it's interesting seeing it I have no idea whether they influenced by Bruce Lee in any way, but, like, I mean, it's possible given the breadth of uh, Togashi's influences, but, like, kind of coming to that same conclusion of, like, hey, specialization at too early of a day can be harmful. Yeah, and that's, like, along all disciplines, like, in the art field, for example, you have to learn the foundations of art before you can make up your own style, or you have people who just learn drawing from their quote-unquote own style and their art ends up like trash so mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i think it's a good lesson to learn we're learning lessons along the way here kids <laughs> learn the <Whoa>. foundations <laughs> so yes. um i guess like looking forward are you guys hyped for going versus hisoka and uh, apparently tiles are going to be overturned yes. yes they're going to be turning tiles turning turning tables Lots of yeah, that table whole turnings. arena better be like detiled by the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, that's that's what happens. There's gonna be yeah. a lot of gum, a lot of bungee, maybe a combination. A lot of creepiness. A lot of creepiness. <laughs> a lot of feel really uncomfortable. <laughs> a little bit of a uh, little bit of a swing, if you know what I'm saying. Oh my god! I'm anticipating <laughs> the amount of like monologues that will be going on and explaining exactly what is happening at least well, the, the, three times yeah the monologues are going to be like three different <laughs> oh my gosh there's going to be there's going to be a lot of like 
Ooh, gone. You didn't think about blah 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 blah. How could mm. you? Mm. Mm. Oh, I, I said... don't know. I'm 12 years old. This is the first time I'm exposed to this. <laughs> you mean sexuality? Oh, oh my no. god! I, 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 was, I was like imagining because I was like, I like fighting virgins. Oh my god! <laughs> gone. When I said blah, I meant blah, blah, blah. <laughs> We've just decoded the structure of all Hisoka fights. Pretty much. We, 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 we finally figured out Hisoka, guys. We don't need to keep watching the show. This is going to be the last episode of the Spirit Hunters. Thank you for watching. Uh, there's nothing else good after this, so bye. This is like that time that we dissected all fights of the main four characters in Yu Show. <laughs> just struggle of sadness. Yeah. That literally is it. Uh, gone, but if you do... <laughs> do... Yes. I hate Yeah. It. Sounds good to me. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> Alright. Thank you so much for listening to the Spirit Hunters. Please hit us up with questions or quests or just to chat at our Facebook or our Twitter at Spirit Hunter Pod. If you enjoy the show and want to share it, rate us on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. Without ratings from listeners like you, we aren't served to people unless they search for us specifically. Thanks to everyone who's given us a rating, and especially to those who've taken the time to leave a written review. Also, heads up, today's intro music was made by Studio Mega Ane. Please check him out on YouTube, Twitter, and most importantly, iTunes. See ya on the other side! Later. Bye! そして道の上ただの言葉だけが一つ溶け出してきみに染みてゆくこの太陽は夜も
that the 